and welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart right here on TalkingAlternative.com. We are coming to you live today from New York City, so thank you all for tuning in. And uh, today we're continuing the conversation on uh, mommy-related topics. So in honor of Mother's Day, all of my guests this month are focused on different mommy issues. Last month, or last week, we had on Hillary Irwin. She's a uh, registered dietitian, and we had a great discussion on what to eat, what not to eat uh, before you're pregnant, when you become pregnant, throughout your pregnancy, and after, and also some common myths that people have uh, on nutrition, and, and we even touched a bit on exercise during pregnancy, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that today. So, like I said, continuing with Mommy Month, today I have on the show a fellow physical therapist, Ting Ting Kuo. Ting Ting was on the show back in October during Breast Cancer Month. Uh, Ting Ting is a physical therapist and director of the Women's Health... Uh, t- uh, no. Well, Ting Ting, go ahead. Um, I don't want to misquote. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Right. So I'm, I'm from NYU Rusk Institute, and I manage the Women's Health Program. Right, Women's Health Program. That's what I was trying. I was thinking division. The word was not coming to me. The Women's Health Program at the Rusk Institute at NYU, and she has a doctorate in physical therapy and is credentialed by the American Physical Therapy Association as a board-certified women's health clinical specialist. And a couple of weeks ago, we had on a colleague of Ting Ting's, Estelle Gallo, who is a board-certified neurology specialist, and we talked about how rigorous it is to gain that certification. Um, so, Ting Ting, I don't know if you want to just touch a little bit upon uh, why you decided to get that credentialing, and was it how difficult it was? Sure. It was a, a, a over a year-long process. Um, I really felt that because I have an interest in women's health, I really wanted to explore how we can support our profession through the American Physical Therapy Association, which does have a re- relatively vigorous um, and stringent criteria for credentialing. Um, so you do need to show a certain amount of hours um, put in. You do need to submit an application um, with written uh, you know, a case study, Mm -hmm. but also then you have to sit for a board examination. Right. And Estelle was saying the board examination is about seven hours long with a break for lunch. It's a, it's relatively long. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, (laughs) that's a full day's work. And now just again, and I I feel like I say this every time we have a women's health specialist on the show, but just for those of you who uh, are not sure, women's health doesn't just mean anything wrong with any part of, of, of a female or that you only treat female patients because there are some. So I just want to clarify when we say women's health, that we don't just mean like a woman that comes in with a knee problem. And since you're a women's health specialist, that's why you would treat her. It's wonderful about the women's health credentialing or the women's health clinical specialist is the fact that you are able to treat a wide variety of um, symptoms and clinical presentations. So In terms of uh, a woman's clinical specialist, you do focus on issues or symptoms most commonly related to females. Mm -hmm. Um, If that knee pain was related, for example, there is a whole division on orthopedics and women's health, then that is something that we would be able to um, treat and Mm -hmm. and see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just so that people, because I feel like whenever I say, oh, I'm having a women's health specialist, and they always say, oh, does that mean they just treat like whatever women (laughs) And that's it. And it's like, well, it's a little more complicated. And a lot of it has to do with pelvic pain and and things like that. So, okay. So 
like I said, because we're continuing sort of with this mommy theme, today uh, Ting Ting and I are going to discuss some common ailments or problems that you may have uh, during your pregnancy and after your pregnancy. So we'll start out this segment. We'll take one of those problems, and we're just going to talk about what the problem is, kind of why it can happen. Is there a way to prevent it? And when do you go to the physical therapist, and how would we help? So Ting Ting, let's start out with common problems during pregnancy. So what is sort of the number one common problem that you that you see from pregnant women? The number one common problem we see, and of course you jump into, is often pain. Uh, whether it's back pain, low back pain, um, what we call sacral pain, which is even lower than the low back pain, or the, even the shoulder pain because as the breast develops, you do your posture tends to slouch a little bit more and the baby's growing. Um, so pain, I feel, is always number one. And you know, are there things that a woman can do? So if there's women out there listening now who are pregnant, thinking about becoming pregnant, and they're having these sort of smaller pains, they haven't really gotten to the point right. where they have to, oh, I have to see the doctor or go to the physical therapist. Right. What sort of things can they do uh, preventatively or to kind of help limit that pain? That's an excellent question. So one of the things that we do recommend is always be in communication, obviously, with your um, obstetrician, uh, with your primary care physician, so that you can go ahead and start maybe an exercise program, mm-hmm. if it's appropriate, with guidelines, of course. Um, I think that that's very important to be as healthy as possible throughout the pregnancy um, and, and even after. But even before you become pregnant, if you're thinking about becoming pregnant, it's always good to be in the best shape possible. Right. And one of the uh, myths that we talked about last week was, well, now that I'm pregnant, I better not exercise at all just to be on the safe side. That's interesting. It, I mean, in terms of if you have a history of issues related to pregnancy, if you if you know that you are carrying um, um, multiple mm-hmm. fetuses, um, that might be something that you need to discuss. And that's why it's always important to speak to your physician. But overall, generally, you you should be careful only if you have a risk factor or something that would lead you and predispose you to having concerns. And that would be, again, discussed with your obstetrician. And when we're talking pain, I know that most of the patients that I've seen that women who have been pregnant and throughout their pregnancy, the biggest complaint is low back pain. Right. And you know, when you get that prescription from the doctor, low back pain, evaluate and treat, it could be anything, anything. Right. Right. It could be anything. So are there any structures within the low back that in your experience you found to be sort of the culprit or that you feel like has been more common than, than not? Well, it's very funny because I feel that a lot of times when you have low back pain, it's with the growth of the fetus. So your, your gravity shifts forward because mm-hmm. your belly is expanding. But very interestingly, in my opinion, uh, a lot of times you still have to see if they have a disc herniation because even though they might be extent, like what we call hyperlordotic, which mm-hmm. is having increased curvature of the back, it's very interesting that you can still have a herniation, a disc herniation, so you still have to be careful on how you basically assess a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now... I- if if someone is pregnant, they suspect a disc herniation. Can a, a woman who is pregnant have an MRI? Um, you know, that's a good question for a physician, but I, I'm not sure I'm not if that's sure. actually, I don't think that they can. I don't know yeah, if that's absolutely necessary. Yeah, yeah. I, and I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's right. necessary, but, you know, a lot of people that you see when they have back pain, the first thing they say to their doctor, right. should I get an MRI? Right, right. 
Um, I think that the MRI definitely, because you're if you're pregnant, you can't be laying down right. for, unless you're standing. But overall, back pains are generally conservatively treated first. Right. And then we can move on from there. Yeah. And I think that that's a good point and something that a lot of people pregnant or not pregnant that really need to understand that, you know, just because you get an MRI and maybe it tells you, well, you have a herniated disc at whatever segment, it doesn't even necessarily mean that that's where the pain is coming from. Correct. You know, so I think it's important to, to just treat, like you said, treat conservatively because I don't know that from the physical therapy standpoint, would our treatments necessarily change greatly because of a diagnosis from an MRI. Right, because we're still basing it on the symptoms and the clinical presentation. That's right. Okay, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to just continue to go down the list of uh, common problems, signs, symptoms that you may have when you are pregnant, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hi, this is psychic medium Betsy Cohen, host of the show The Power of Intuition. Join me at TalkingAlternative.com Mondays at 11 a.m. Call in for a free psychic reading. Learn how to tune into your intuition to feel better and to create your optimum life. I'm here to guide you and to assist you in creating the life that you deserve. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. For more information, contact me at Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
and welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by physical therapist Ting Ting Kuo. And if anyone has any questions for Ting Ting, you can call in toll-free at 877-480-4120. And today, continuing with the mommy theme for the month of May, we're talking all about uh, common problems and diagnoses that women have uh, during pregnancy and and, uh, post-pregnancy. So the number one complaint, uh, we talked a little bit uh, about it in the last segment, was pain. So when you're talking about pain, where, I know, you know, we've had millions of, of talks on pain here on the show and, and everything else, but I know one thing that you had said sort of in, in our email is that it comes from sort of joint laxity mm-hmm. or, you know, you may have different problems because of joint laxity. And I feel like a lot of people say this, but don't really know exactly what that means. So could you explain what happens in the body when you're pregnant and why mm-hmm. those joints become lax? Okay, so in the first trimester, when you first become pregnant, first 12 weeks of pregnancy, a lot of times there's a hormone relaxin that's released, and that really prepares the body. It preps the body for the development of the fetus to allow the ligaments to soften, let's say, your pelvic girdle. So the front of your body, there's the pubic symphysis, pubic symphysis, which is the bone at the very front base of your pelvis. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times along the back, the sacrum and the bones that connect the two need to soften and, and um, loosen the ligaments so that it can expand overall. Um, so it's very interesting that they do say that a lot of times the most common back pain that occurs is in the first trimester. But that doesn't necessarily mean, of course, we both have seen many patients in the third trimester, even the second trimester. Everyone's very different. But it does predispose someone maybe when they're moving to, because their ligaments are, it's a little bit looser and lax, Mm -hmm. that you just twist a little bit and then you end up having a diffuse soreness Mm -hmm. or an achiness Mm -hmm. um, in the joint or it just doesn't go away. It's not necessarily, sometimes you can have point tenderness, right? Sometimes it's just, it's just there in the back. It's just always like there and achy. Um, So I think that's what we commonly see. Mm -hmm. And... You know, obviously, all of those hormones are there so that the pelvis can move absolutely and spread open a little bit to have to eventually absolutely. give birth to the child. So, what happens? Let's say uh, on that, since you know, the, being a women's health specialist, what happens down into that pelvic floor area during this time? You know, and and I know everyone says do Kegels, do Kegels, do Kegels, <laughs> but. What what sort of happens to the pelvic floor, and why is it important to do those exercises? The pelvic floor is super important because what I like to visualize is the abdomen or where the baby is as a container. Um, on the very top, we have the can. The top of the can is the diaphragm. So mm-hmm. that's what we breathe, right? And some people get shortness of breath as they go through the pregnancy because literally the baby is taking up space, so the diaphragm keeps getting pushed higher and higher. On the sides, we have uh, muscles um, along with the front, with is the rectus abdominis. Mm-hmm. So that's the front muscles. And I know we're going to maybe touch upon a little mm-hmm. bit of that. And on the back, you have the spine and also uh, muscles that connect the spine to the sides and the ribs and all that. And on the bottom of the can, we have the pelvic floor. And we know what the pelvic floor is used for. It's very important for going to the bathroom or preventing leakages. And and I think that what ends up happening sometimes is because when you bear down or when you hold your breath, and that's why you go through Lama's class and practice breathing, it's very important that we don't hold our breath, even when we're not pregnant. Because what ends up happening is your body will always 
the pain that comes about will always come to the point where you have the least resistance or the mm. weakest part. Okay. So some people have that in the pelvic floor. Some people have it in the back. Some okay. people get the diastasis recti, mm-hmm. which is when the rectus splits in the front. It just depends. Right. And that it's funny. A friend of mine and I were talking about that the other day, the diastasis recti. Yes. And... So what that so explain to the listeners exactly what that is first, and then I'll go on with the next question. So we have in the front what we often call the six pack, which is the stomach muscles, mm-hmm. right? And what connects it is a, a, a band of tissue called the linea alba. And a lot of times when you're pregnant, you'll notice a dark line that goes up and down your belly, right in the middle, mm-hmm. and that's literally what is the area that connects the the six pack together in the middle, the three pack and the three pack on either Mm -hmm. side, essentially. Uh Um, So when a diastasis recti happens is that the rectus kind of stretches to accommodate for the growth of the baby, but it stretches so much that unfortunately there's a little bit of out pocketing in right in the middle of the belly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what's called commonly a diastasis recti. And so is that, does it tear? Is that just a tearing of that linea alba? It's really an overstretch. An overstretch. Okay. It could tear. You could develop hernias, Mm -hmm. um, umbilical hernias or, but generally it's just an overstretch. Overstretch. Mm -hmm. And so what my friend was asking me the other day, and I didn't really have the answer to this is once that happens, does it ever go back to how it was mm-hmm. pre-pregnancy, number one? And number two, is, do, is there surgery for that? Is it worth it to have a surgical procedure to fix that? I think that if it's a hernia, that's something that needs mm-hmm. to be surgically corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about what we commonly see in women's health and physical therapy, f- what we'll do is often have to wait until postpartum period, um, where there are corrective techniques and exercises. And usually, even if we have a diastasis recti that's quite severe, mm-hmm. which is more than two fingers width okay. apart, the bulge is more than two fingers width apart. Oftentimes, with certain exercises and positions, you can actually close that gap quite nicely and quite quickly, mm. um, even within four weeks postpartum doing certain types of exercises. All right, let's say you're like two years postpartum. You know, I never say never Uh because I think that what happens is, um, you know, I had someone come in who is on their third child and they had, they have a diastasis recti and, and, uh, the situation is that they, they probably need to, I, we're arranging it so that she sees me after she gives birth because I do feel that she has core weakness. Mm -hmm. So overall, after this baby's born, I have great hopes that we can actually close it up and make her core stronger. Mm -hmm. And what, what is an example of, of an exercise or technique that helps to, to kind of close that that gap? Right. There's a, one of them that's very common is quadruped, which is on your hands and knees. Uh So that's fabulous for the core, for the back. And when you go on your hands and knees, you do have to learn how to contract or position so that you activate the muscles. Um, so quadruped activities is a great exercise, very usually very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Another one is just the one that you actually do the test for, the diastasis. When you're on your back uh-huh. and you have your knees bent and you go ahead and gently try to raise your head, almost like doing a crunch, mm-hmm. um, but not coming up all the way. Okay. And and you use um, an approximation technique with the abdomen oh, to hold so it in place. your hands are sort of over the abdomen, as approximating like a, towards absolutely. midline. Absolutely. A secondary ah. corset, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but all these need to be done appropriately and properly 
under the guidance of someone because it could be a little bit tricky. Okay. Depending. Okay. Well, I think that gives good news to a lot of mommies out there who do have this problem after pregnancy. Because my one friend was like, well, she's like, no, feel like I can, you know, right. it's, I feel like I can just slip my fingers right in between my abdominal muscles. So, and she's a couple of years, she's like two years out, okay. but I mean, she's very strong and she's very slim and you know, you, but I, I guess for her, I mean, it's not anything you can see. But I guess it's just something that she can feel. And, and I don't know if over time, will that, does, can that contribute to weakness in that area? I definitely think that it can. It's, you know, any time where you have weakness or still areas, even if you have corrected, you could still mm-hmm. have weaknesses mm-hmm. overall. I mean, you've given birth, you've been stretched. Sure. Um, Sure. You know, so I think that that's always something to look out for. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, the process of giving birth, not that I have personally, but it looks pretty pretty intense. intense and it's a <laughs> pretty, pretty violent situation um, happening to the body, you know. Um, so I think that it's important and I think it's nice for mothers to know that some of these things that happen during pregnancy can be... Absolutely. Can be corrected. Absolutely. And we're gonna, on that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Is your marriage in trouble? Are you considering divorce? Hello, I'm Lawrence Bloom, a family law attorney in New York and New Jersey. No one is happier than the day their divorce is final. My firm can help you. We take the nasty out of the divorce process and make people happy. Please call us at 212-964-3502 for a free consultation. That's Lawrence H. Bloom at 212-964-3502. We make people happy. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com.
There was a firefly who shined as bright as the moon and the stars. And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by physical therapist and women's health specialist, Ting Ting Kuo. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to call in at 877-480-4120. So, you know, we're sort of continuing... um, our talk on common problems uh, pre and postnatally in women, sort of sticking with the mommy theme for the month of May. So in the last segment, we talked about diatasis recti, um, what it is, and, and some uh, ways that you can uh, treat that on your own. But of course, you always want to go to a physical therapist first. Um, we talked a little bit about low back pain, which we can go on <clears throat> forever and ever and ever. Um, but, but let's talk about pubic symphysis pain. Um, so you touched a little bit about the pub, touched upon the anatomy of, of it a little bit. But why, why do, is that a very common thing? And uh, just kind of tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. So the pubic symphysis is a, is a fascinating area. It's in the front. It's uh, in the front of your body, um, lower, and it's the bone that sticks out essentially where your right. pubis is, right. essentially, your pelvic girdle in mm-hmm. the front. So um, it can have a lot of reasons why it's painful. Uh, if you talk about when we're doing, when we're in the area of the during pregnancy, a lot of times it's a laxity because of the uh, softening of the tissue surrounding it and the cartilage. What ends up happening is the mother-to-be stands on one leg or does the stairs, and it just throws the alignment off. Mm. So there's an actual shift within there that. There could be a shift. There could be a shift at Absolutely. that joint. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable, very painful. In, that, in terms of the pubic symphysis, a lot of times the woman, the mom can pinpoint exactly where the tenderness is. Okay, so it's not like, I know before when you said about the low right. back pain, it's just diffuse, it's everywhere, it's maybe point tender here and there, but it's just sort of this diffuse pain. Right. So with this pubic symphysis pain, the mother can say it's sort of right here, sort of anteriorly in front right of the body. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. And a lot of times then it can also be associated with round ligament pain or just in general, let's just talk about the pain in terms of the growing fetus. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times there's a lot of pressure in the front and that puts pressure on the bladder. So a lot of needing to go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. but it also puts a lot of pressure in all the structures down in the pelvic floor. Um, So I find that if you are able to align the structures Mm -hmm. and give a little bit of relief to the amount of weight that's bearing down Mm -hmm. by using sometimes aids of a support belt. Um, A lot of times all that discomfort and that pain is alleviated. Okay. Okay. And, and I've seen, so there's the type of support belts. I know I've seen sort of two of them. One is just sort of a single belt that goes kind of underneath the pregnant stomach. And there's one where it kind of goes above and below. Right. And is there a difference? And do you recommend one versus the other when you would use them? The number and variety of the baby supports are um, a few. So Mm -hmm. definitely it depends on the woman's uh, comfort. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes it's good to do a trial and error. Um, Sometimes they only need one type. Uh, And there's also gradients of a little bit more... More I guess support, support needed, support, yeah. right? Less support. 
So I think the single band that you were talking about, I really do like that. And that often has a uh, belly lifter, too, to take the pressure off of the pressure on the synthesis. Okay, so just the the pressure alone of sort of the growing stomach on the pubic synthesis can be enough to throw Absolutely. that off as well. And and treating that now, will you go in and try and align that manually, meaning doing like a mobilization or mm-hmm. something to that joint, to that pubic symphysis, or is that contraindicated? We wouldn't go internally. We would do um, a lot of external work mm-hmm. in terms of whatever. And, it, and it's amazing. It usually is just one area, one little correction, and everything feels great. Mm. Okay. So you just it's just that clinical finding of what it is um, and the testing for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. oftentimes it's a right. Your your hips are rotated forward, just one side that mm-hmm. throws the whole pubic symphysis off. So so find that or it could be the sacral, uh, the, sac- the sacrum, as we discussed. Right. Right. They're all connected. And, and I know a lot of people, uh, pregnant, not pregnant, you hear a lot of complaints of, well, I think it's my SI joint. Right. Like a patient will come in and be like, I think I threw off my SI joint. <laughs> so I feel like during pregnancy, it's a little more plausible. Right. Because of the, the laxity within that joint. Because the SI joint is a pretty secure kind of mm-hmm. flat joint. It do, it's not like it's a ball and socket joint or a hinge joint that moves very easily. Absolutely. Um, so I guess in your experience with women, with women who are pregnant, when they come in with that diffuse sort of low back pain, let's say you've ruled out it's not a disc or anything like that, do you find that SI problems are prevalent? SI problems are actually prevalent as a, I think, uh, a secondary mm. issue. Okay. Um, it could be the primary as well, mm-hmm. um, but usually the low back, the sacrum, the pubic symphysis, there, you have to find the primary issue. And usually when you correct one, it um, unlocks and it'll alleviate, alleviate everything else. Right. And, I, you know, and I think that's... I just feel like that SI joint always gets the, is always tends always to, to be, blame. The, yeah, it's always <laughs> to blame. Well, I don't know. I think I threw out my SI joint or right. I did this. And, and I think it's, it's interesting. And I agree with you that a lot of times I think it's a secondary, a secondary result or result of, of yeah, maybe right. it's sort of, you know, I had a, a physical therapist on a couple of times. His name's Jason Silvernail. And he always said, you know, are we treating the defense or are we Absolutely. treating the defect? Well, that's great to hear. You know, and Absolutely. and I think that in that case, you're probably treating that SI maybe more. You're treating the defense right. versus treating an actual defect, you know, and so, I think that that's important. Like, for instance, the defect may be a herniated disc. Well, right. you're not going to go in and physically treat a herniated disc, right. you know, but you'll be treating the defense around that disc. That's beautifully put. And I yeah. think that what's important is to say that when you go for treatment, generally speaking, within the session, you should feel relief mm. or you should feel relief the next day. If, okay. You know, as a therapist, I think we all agree and appreciate the fact that we're very much structured so that if we don't find results, um, we'll be very upfront and say, you know, I think that maybe we need to refer you back to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you should find results and feel better within a certain time frame. Otherwise, uh, we're not doing our job in right. a sense, right? Right, and I, I think that's very well put also. You know, if you're going for two months and you're feeling exactly right. the same, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think as the patient, you have to think, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is, can we try something different here, you know? Right. Um, and that, let's talk about, and I know, I'm sure a lot of physical therapists 
are aware of this, but just in case they are not, let's talk about modality use during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are okay, some not okay. Right. So can you sort of speak? So if you're the patient and and you have low back pain and your physical therapist wants to do an ultrasound on you. Mm -hmm. That's probably not relatively good. I would not see that physical therapist. (laughs) Right. Right. um, Per se. I think that if you're talking about in the area of the fetus Mm -hmm. or the pregnancy, that's something that you always want to be more conservative on. Even heat, in my opinion, although I think there are pluses and minuses, Mm -hmm. you know, you can overheat in that area. Uh, if we're, but if you're talking about you have an ankle sprain or ankle pain, right. uh, you know, if you want to use laser, if you want to use whatever it is, ultrasound down there, I generally think that that's acceptable. Um, and so I, I feel that electrical stimulation, not recommended. Mm-hmm. Most times in, in my practice, I don't generally do any modalities. Uh, modalities. I, I just tend to stick to uh, manual work, which has worked very well for me. Right. And, and so I just wanted to kind of touch upon that. So people listening who, you know, are not physical therapists or, or they may not know and they go to someone, maybe it's a physical therapist, maybe it's a chiropractor. I don't really know. But if the first thing they do is say, well, let's put you on some stim and heat right. to start things off, you may want to think, oh, maybe, maybe if it's your yeah. shoulder or neck. But, but if it's your back. But if you're, oh, yes, yeah. definitely no. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm talking sort of back. Like, <laughs> in that area. In that area. Got you it. definitely want to turn around and walk out the door, I <laughs> right. think. So that's just a little safety concern for all those listening. And on that, we're going to be right back. And we're going to talk about problems that you may experience after you give birth. So stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, this is psychic medium Betsy Cohen, host of the show The Power of Intuition. Join me at TalkingAlternative.com Mondays at 11 a.m. Call in for a free psychic reading. Learn how to tune into your intuition to feel better and to create your optimum life. I'm here to guide you and to assist you in creating the life that you deserve. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, I'm Carol Ward from the Body Mind Wellness Program. Listen to my show for ideas and information to help you live a healthier life in body, mind, and spirit. You'll hear from terrific guests who are experts in the areas of health, wellness, and creativity. So join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkingAlternative.com, professionals serving community. Hi, this is Nancy Tatro from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. 
talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by Ting Ting Kuo. She's a physical therapist and women's health specialist through the APTA, the American Physical Therapy Association. And today we're talking all about common symptoms and diagnoses for women uh, during pregnancy and after pregnancy. So in the first couple of segments, we sort of touched upon everything... Not everything, but the most common things that you may find during pregnancy. So let's talk about postpartum. So what are the common things that you're seeing postpartum? And then we'll kind of dissect and talk about each one. I think the most common ones we see is a lot of pain, a lot of Mm -hmm. back pain, um, shoulder pain, neck pain, uh, and also sometimes the incontinence factor, Mm -hmm. a little bit of urinary leakage. But a lot of times the pain because the body now has delivered a beautiful baby and you're into mommy mode Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're lifting, carrying, bending, twisting. Right, right. With the new um, with the new crib situation where they don't have the drop downs, you really need to think about how you can set up your nursery so that you're not, you know, reaching over into the crib and then trying to pull the baby out and mm-hmm. obviously as the toddler the baby grows into a toddler it gets it's increasingly difficult. absolutely do you have any hints or any little uh sort of advice for for new mommies on that i think that it's very important to assess your nursery and the crib situation if if you're tall enough mm-hmm. uh to reach in comfortably, then you're fine. Mm -hmm. Um, For those uh, that are a little bit more challenged in height, um, it's important to probably talk to your obstetrician uh, to see if they can give you and counsel you with any tips or the nurses that work there that work with the the doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, you can have like sometimes like stable stools, larger stools, two stools, Mm -hmm. a large step stool. So you can step up Mm-hmm. Almost like in. putting a step in front Absolutely. of, yeah. It has to be stable and wide enough because stable you obviously wide, don't yeah. want to slip. Of course. And you don't want to be teetering on absolutely. the edge with a baby in your hands. Right, right. 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 Okay, so uh, maybe like, you know how they used to sell those steps for like um, step class? Something right. like that that's oh, sort of that's wide and, and thick so they can step on that yes. and you can have different variations on that. That's you know, a they fabulous have the risers idea. and stuff. So that might be a good idea. And that's a great because it needs to be wide yeah. so that you're not just teetering, like you said, on a tiny that little. you can firmly plant Absolutely. both feet both on Both feet and spread them, right? Mm-hmm. So that you exactly. can. Yes. Exactly. It's a great wow. idea. Good idea. All right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> all Do right. you mind if I use that? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, we, I don't know. We may have something <laughs> There. We may be able to collaborate <laughs> on like a physical therapy approved step for the. Front we'll of go the crib. on Shark Tank. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll have Mark Cuban give us millions. Is that who's on there? I think. So. I think so is too. That, yes, actually, it is. Is it? Yeah, I, I don't so. know. I've only seen previews. I've never watched it, but it's an idea. Hopefully, well, now it's out there, so now anybody can steal it. Um, okay, so shoulder pain, neck pain. 
Um, and I have a lot of, you know, this is an interesting one, and I don't know if you've seen this a lot, but I've seen a couple of, it's happened to a couple of my friends and some of my patients' kids, they've actually had uh, carpal tunnel decurveins mm. because of the way they sort of hold the baby with right. their wrist in a lot of flexion and right. that thumb really abducted. And so I've had some uh, people come in, and, and, or some of my friends, say it's just so, it's so painful they can barely move their hand anymore because they've kind of let it go because as they're holding the baby right they sort of have a lot of uh flexion and abduction of the wrist right um and so i usually just say you know get a brace wear it at night and just try and keep your wrist a little more neutral i don't know if you have any other no that's great i mean it's really the posture and that's what's key in postpartum Mm -hmm. and care of this the body is because you you don't quite know how to handle the baby while taking care of yourself. Mm. And I think that a lot of moms need permission to say, listen, you need to also take care of yourself. So when you carry and lift, you really want to lift with your legs. You want to tighten your core, your stomach. um, And you don't want to use so much of your arms and your hands. You want to use the bigger muscles like the shoulders and the back. Sure, sure. And I think that this goes kind of to what we were speaking about before, that if you are able to, you want to continue to exercise throughout your pregnancy to keep these muscles nice and strong. Now, do you have, I guess, any advice to women on maybe muscles they should be targeting during their pregnancy mm-hmm. so that afterwards it's a, it's a more gentle right. transition? Back muscles, shoulder back muscles mm-hmm. are fabulous because we do know that the breast as, uh, in the, as the development of the the baby goes along the nine months pregnancy mm-hmm. is that the breast does add a pound or two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then when you actually give birth, you start lactating that adds more fluid. So um, the back muscles and the shoulder muscles are extremely important because of the carrying lifting and also just the, the front the right, the extra, the extra weight that you have now <laughs> in the front that Absolutely. maybe you didn't have beforehand. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, let's talk about, so shoulder, neck, thoracic pain, and, and watching your mechanics and watching how you're lifting, um, the way that you're carrying the baby. So all this right. stuff are just things that you just want to be very aware of, trying to keep yourself in a more neutral position, not hunched over, not, you know, in awkward positions. So let's talk about um, abdominal weakness. Mm -hmm. So obviously a common issue after you give birth, because as we said before, you're quite stretched. Right. So when a woman gives birth, let's say they have a regular sort of vaginal birth and they are allowed to work out, I don't know, you, you, you can... A couple of vaginal, a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Right. And if you have a C-section, you're talking six to eight weeks. Correct. So, you know, I feel like a lot of times what women want to do quickly is get that stomach, flat stomach. Right. So what are the dangers of ignoring doctor's advice and trying to do your crunches and things like that um, too early. And are there abdominal exercises that you recommend that are sort of the safest when you're allowed to work out by the doctor? The f- right. And the physician really has a fabulous uh, hold and detail on when they should be working out, mm-hmm. when it's ready for you, when it's ready for the mom to start working out. So I think that when you're thinking about exercise and really depending on how you're doing, there are those fabulous mommy and me classes mm-hmm. that you can use the baby as weight, uh, right, sure. that we've always seen. And those are fabulous to incorporate the bonding between the baby and the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in terms of the I guess concerns uh, the di- diastasis recti is mm-hmm. huge if, if you don't know that you have that mm-hmm. then you can promote continuous oh, I so think uh, distension worse. absolutely uh-huh. and, and then you're not in the best position so sometimes we have moms who go back to their trainers mm-hmm. or they go go back to the regular exercise routine without having something a little bit even evaluation or something a quick discussion with their physician Mm -hmm. and i I do think that we should be a little bit more cautious on that Mm -hmm. because of those reasons right so you know it means for all those women out there who maybe are getting ready to give birth or who just gave birth that it's very important to talk to your physician beforehand find out what what you can and cannot do and and the time frame in which you're allowed to do that Okay, and because I know when we talked about this a little bit last week, I talked to, with Hillary a little bit about this last week, and it's sort of that that mindset now, uh, more societal mindset of, well, you know, you look at Heidi Klum who gave birth and she walked right. in a Victoria's Secret show a month later <laughs> or six weeks later. And so I feel like, and I don't know if you see this, but do you get women coming in postpartum with maybe unrealistic ideas of where they should be? I don't know if um, it's unrealistic. I believe that they have a goal, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do feel that they are, I mean, Heidi Klum, I'm sure, works out, has a trainer, and, and, and that's and a, a lot of cook her. And a cook. Yeah, right. And, and she was in, honestly, she, let's admit it, she was in amazing mm-hmm. shape before. Right. So if you're in good shape before, most likely you'll bounce back a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But most times I, I feel people are pretty realistic. I mean, oh, they're, they're really loving the fact that they have a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they do want to get back in shape. Right. Right. And I, cause I remember there was a, an, a thing on, I think it was NBC news a couple of months ago about like momorexia. Oh, where, you know, you have these women who just give birth and all of a sudden they're like they're dieting focused, right. hardcore and they're trying to. But, you know, you still have to feed your baby. You still have Absolutely. to have the energy yourself to take care right. of a baby. So, I mean, I, I think in that respect, looking because they sort of look at these celebrities and say, well, look at Jessica right. Alba. She gave birth and she looks great already. But it's fabulous that they do want to take care of themselves, mm-hmm. which is just as important in this process. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just to have that sort of realistic goal that the moment you give birth, your stomach just doesn't go flat. Right. You know, like things are still a little swollen. Like absolutely, Hillary's saying the uterus is still a little swollen. And it just takes time to go down. Right. Right. And I think, you know, just being conscious of that and knowing that that's... And Eating every, right, exercising, the whole... Everything. Everything. Yeah. And, you know, some people... But like my sister gave birth and 11 days later, she was in her regular jeans. <laughs> you know, I don't think it happens to everyone. I think she was just really lucky. Good for her, though. Yeah, good for her. All right, on that, we're going to be right back. So everyone stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. 
For more information, contact me at Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by Ting Ting Kuo. She's a physical therapist at the Rusk Institute of Rehabilitation right here in New York City. And today we're continuing with the mommy theme of the month of May, and we're talking all about uh, common diagnoses and issues that women will have during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. So let's kind of just sort of wrapping things up here. What do you think are the most important, important points that you would like the listeners sort of take away from today? I think that one of the most important things and one that we also uh, educate in our community and at NYU uh, is that pain is not necessarily to be accepted. I think that there are times where you'll have aches and pains and that's normal. But if it's something where it's a little bit more constant or consistent or frequent or repeated um, during a pregnancy or after, definitely speak to your physician because and be proactive about asking for a physical therapy consult. Mm -hmm. I think that we uh, we do amazing work um, all around the city for those that specialize in this area. And uh, it would be just wonderful that people know that they don't have to suffer through nine months of pain. Right, right. And I think that's really important that pain is not just a given because you're pregnant. Right. Right. Because there are plenty of women who go through a pregnancy with very little. Absolutely. And, and don't have any of, of, of uh, some of the issues and diagnoses that we were talking right. about today. And um, a- again, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or they have more specific questions, where can they... What's the best way to reach you? So, um, well, this is actually fabulous because one of the things is that Rusk is actually moving. Oh, it is? Uh, yes, we are moving. We're super excited that we are actually transitioning over to uh, what we call our NYU Ambulatory Care Center. Uh, it's going to be on 240 East 38th Street oh. uh, between 2nd and 3rd. And we have a wonderfully renovated facility uh, when the women's health area has a, a separate area um, and it's just wonderfully beautiful. It's just beautiful. So is it, is it larger than where you are now? I think that I don't, it is a larger area Mm -hmm. per se. It's a much more beautiful area. 
and we had a hand in designing. So oh, nice. we had such a wonderful collaboration um, with the design. So that area is, uh, again, 240 East 38th Street, and our phone number is still the same, 212-263-5601. Oh, East 38th Street. So Correct. right now you're what in the... We're in East 34th. East 34th. On First okay. Avenue. Great. So it's even actually a little more accessible. Um, yeah, I w- it's actually <laughs> very close to Grand Central. Yeah, it's very close to Grand Central. And we're we're just super excited. Great, great. So if anyone has an, and is there a website that people can go to? The website is still www.ruskinstitute.org. Great. And, you know, I wanted to thank you again for coming on, as always. Wonderful guest. Thank you. And um, I also wanted to mention that tomorrow, for all those, uh, if you're in New York State, tomorrow is Lobby Day for the, um, for the New York Physical Therapy Association. Um, I will be going tomorrow, getting on a bus at 6.30 a.m. Oh, do you know, is anyone from Rust going? No, I don't know, but I've been, uh, I've been aware of this. Yeah, so we're, and basically what we're doing is we're going to be covering a couple of different uh, issues for the physical therapy world. Uh, one is to reduce the high co-pays that a lot of insurance companies charge to be no more than 20% of the physical therapist charge. Very important. Um, it, and it is. So what's happening is uh, your insurance company may, let's say, physical therapy coverage at Rusk is $60 a session. Mm-hmm. I'm just making up, making that up. So as the copay, the person may pay may have upwards to, and we've seen this at my clinic, $50 copays. Mm-hmm, absolutely. $40 copays. That does not mean that the patient pays 40 and then the insurance company pays 60 It means the patient pays 40 or 50 and the insurance company pays 20 or 10 Right. So it's an overall. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to appeal to the New York State Assembly and Senate to pass a law that states that it's illegal for insurance companies to continue on with these practices. So basically, they're pushing their burden of payment back onto the consumer when the consumer is already paying, or the consumer's employer, already paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for this coverage. So that's one. The other one was um, for a workers' compensation bill Mm -hmm. to allow physical therapy assistance to treat people who are being seen through workers' comp. And the other one is for the Workers' Compensation Board to review the uh, amounts that they are reimbursing. New York, St- New York State has one of the lowest reimbursement really? rates in the country for workers' compensation, when in most parts, at least in New York City, we probably have the highest overhead because um, <laughs> it's very expensive to be here. Right. So, uh, so we're looking at uh, requiring the Workers' Compensation Board to review every year uh, given costs of increased cost of health care and living in order to adjust their fees accordingly, which they are by law supposed to do, but they haven't mm-hmm. done it in 10 years. Interesting. So those are just some of the things that the Amer- the New York Physical Therapy Association is working on and is through support of the APTA. So uh, I'm going tomorrow and next week I'll give a little blurb as to how that was. And uh, hopefully within the next couple couple of months we'll We'll know. But the big thing really is the co-pays. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, and you probably see high co-pays at NYU. And it's mm-hmm. just, for a lot of patients, it means that it makes physical therapy prohibitive. Absolutely. So we're just trying to do our best to help everyone to be able to get the great services like those we talked about today. So, uh, everyone, uh, have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. ding, 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 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. How's your game? Want to improve your performance, focus, and motivation? Then you need Aspire Athletic Consulting. Stop second-guessing yourself. Move your game to the next level. Bring back the fun of the sport. Help your child build confidence and self-esteem through sports. Contact Dale at Aspire Athletic Consulting for a free 15-minute power session to get unstuck today. Your greatest athletic performance is just a phone call away at 801-604-0294 or visit aspireconsulting.vpweb. Motivational coaching for athletic excellence. Aspire to greatness. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Looking to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright but still haven't found the one? Want to make your current relationship as fulfilling as possible? Then tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. for Love in the Afternoon with Marnie Gallison. As a professional matchmaker, I've seen it all. With distinguished authors, industry gurus, and experts on everything from wine to fashion, join us as we discuss dating, relationships, and more on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you fed up with Talking Points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Talkingalternative.com 